Hey, I'm Jennifer Herbitz, and welcome to Doing Relationships Right. Raw, authentic, and insightful, this podcast is a no-bullshit look at all things relationships. The good, the not-so-good, and the what the hell was that? No worries, I've got you, and we'll figure it all out together without taking ourselves too seriously here on Doing Relationships Right. Are you frustrated with online dating? Confused by all the new apps and fancy dating sites? Do you find yourself choosing the wrong person again and again? Well, studies show that hiring a dating coach can maximize your online dating experience. So no worries, I've got you. And I've created a virtual course called Doing Dating Right. It's a five video series that you can complete at your own pace in your own space, right at home. How to write your online dating bio, pick that perfect picture, and so much more. Want more info? Go to my website at jenniferherbitz.com. Again, it's jenniferherbitz.com. Good morning, good morning. This is Doing Relationships Right. I'm Jennifer Herbitz, and I'm your host every Tuesday and every Friday. Tuesday is a guest, and Friday is Just Jen episode where I get to rant about, you know, whatever. But um, I'm very excited today. If you um, recognize, if you're watching on YouTube and you recognize my guest, um, it's Christopher Melcher. He's in the house today with me, and I am just so excited to have you here, Chris. We actually recorded um, earlier in the in the season around August, and I was going to go, you know, put you up live and do the whole thing. And then new stuff came out because let's tell everyone who you are, Christopher Melcher. You are amazingly working on, tell us everybody, freeing Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that, that's just a passion project. So passion I'm project. Um, right. a, a divorce lawyer. Yes. That's what I'm, what I'm due for a living. Um, but I've also do legal commentary for uh, network news shows and print media, and I've been doing that for about 15 years. I just I just like it. It's something I always wanted to do, and um, through that work, I I got exposed to the Britney Spears conservatorship story, and the more I learned about it, um, you know, it's just it's just a heartbreaking situation that she's under and how horribly she's been treated by the court, by her father and other people around. So I, I, I don't get paid to do this or anything, no. but I've been spending a ton of time learning about her case and then commenting in the media about it to, to let everybody else know like what exactly is happening here and how wrongly this is going. And I have to tell you, you're excellent at it because I think a lot of us don't really, you know, we're, we're here like free Britney, free Britney, and we're, we're, we're fighting for her and we love her. I mean, I grew up with Britney. I mean, she's like, I can't even tell you, I'm, I love her. And, but we don't know the real ins and outs of the law, right? We don't. And we're, we're here sitting here, but you have a, your YouTube channel is fantastic. Um, it breaks down everything and it really does dig deep into like, you know, unpacks everything, like the real story of what's going on. They, you know, it's just really, it's fantastic what you're doing. So can you start at the beginning and tell us like how you got into this? And, you know, cause I know we like to do relationships right around here and clearly that was not a relationship done right between her and her father. Yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> so we, we go back in Brittany's story to February 1, 2008, and she had had a public breakdown and that was was really uh, a very bad time for her because she was going through this custody battle with KFED. The paparazzi were terrorizing her. And I think anyone under those circumstances would have just really found it impossible to deal with. And 
So she was struggling and she actually was under a mental health hold called a 5150 in LA County, uh, which was, was temporarily placed on her um, by the government um, to, you know, observe her and make sure that she was okay. And during that hold on February 1, 2008, her father secretly went into court and asked for a probate conservatorship to be placed upon her. And what that means is an order of the court taking away all of her liberty and vesting it in her dad. That is provided for in the law for certain people. Usually it's somebody who has like dementia or end of life. And we'll see that where maybe we have a parent who cannot safely take care of themselves, who cannot resist fraud or undue influence, can't deal with getting a roof over their, their head, any basics of life they're just totally incapable of doing. And now they need help. And it's usually an adult child would come in and and take that over. And it's necessary because adults have rights. I mean, and, and if we find a parent of ours in a situation like that, we have no right to their access, access right. their medical records. So we can't go and talk to their doctor, make medical decisions on their behalf. We can't go to their bank account and make sure that their bank isn't, you know, uh, dealing with bank records and make sure they're not being ripped off because our parent is an adult and right. the bank won't talk to us and the doctors won't talk to us. So there are mechanisms in the law to, you know, get protection for these individuals who can't protect themselves. But these are extreme cases. Right. Can I ask and you a question? Because the, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm interrupting you, but I have a question to ask you. Who who was the one who actually got the is it fifty one fifty? Is that what you called it? That's it, right. Who did that yeah. in the first place? Who who filed for that or who got that motion? Well, like, she, so I'm I'm sh- I would imagine you know her dad probably had okay. a hand in it. I think so too. But um, under the law, a uh, so a police officer, a paramedic, okay. doctor who sees somebody who's gravely disabled, unable to take care of themselves, such that they present an immediate risk of harm to themselves or others by reason of a mental health issue, uh, can be taken into protective custody. They're then taken to a uh, mental health facility, and the director or or designation of that uh, facility would evaluate the person. And if they found to be uh, a danger to themselves or others, they can be held against their will for 72 hours for right. observation right. and assume they become stable enough in that period, they're released. And then there's procedures to hold them for additional periods of time if necessary. And that is state imposed. So there, there she, she was under that. So an individual like, like her dad can't impose that. It okay. has to be imposed by the government. Right. Uh, and, but during and, and that, so he did his, he started his stuff. While she right. was locked up basically oh. in this mental health facility, he secretly, secretly went to court That's awful. and had all of her rights taken away by a judge without any notice to her. And that was in violation of the probate code. The court unfortunately didn't follow the law and allowed this secret order to be placed on her. And, and then, um, and there was no need for any order of protection over her person because she was already being protected by the government in a 5150 hold. So the court right there should have said, 
you know, hey, there's already a form of conservatorship over Britney Spears that it was imposed by the government. Why would we need a second one concurrent imposed by your dad or requested by your dad and imposed by the court? We don't. Um, So this was wrong from the beginning and again, placed on her without notice. And then once um, she found out about it, um, she had a lawyer of her choosing which is this guy named Adam Streisand from a big firm, uh, go into that court, marched into that court and said, I'm objecting to this and I want to be heard. And the, and the probate judge said, I'm not listening to you. Your client doesn't have capacity to, to select you and had appointed somebody right. from what's called a volunteer panel, which are, are, are not necessarily the legal luminaries in our field, um, to, to oversee, to represent Britney Spears. And you figure Britney Spears is a very successful, very wealthy person, already has a lawyer picked from a big firm going there saying, I represent her. And the judge is saying, no, you cannot. And put somebody who has, she had no relationship with, who wasn't really, never advocated for her at all, um, except maybe one time, um, in place of her life for 13 years. I mean, and so this this thing was bad from the get-go. And then unfortunately what happens in that system is it per, it's self-perpetuating. Right. Once you're in it, it's very hard to get out of it. And then everyone, including the public until recently, would say, oh yeah, we saw when she shaved her head. Oh yeah, we saw when she hit the uh, paparazzi's car with the umbrella and they, oh, poor Brittany, she needs help. And and then they just think like, oh, OK, well, this is what's normal right, and this right. is this is all fine. No, it was never fine. Never. It should have never been in place. It, the law was never followed. And and uh, there have been many people in the Free Britney movement, her fans have been saying for years that this is abusive, but nobody took them seriously, really, until June 23 of this year when the when when Britney Spears spoke in public in a proceeding, people listen and she described what was happening to her in a 30-minute statement. And that was a big shift for public opinion where it said, wow, we need to listen to this person. This doesn't sound like somebody who's unable to take care of themselves. Like, why are they under this protection? And why is her dad who, who in charge of her? And when you look back at the court papers, he, he says, my qualifications is I'm a caterer and I'm an alcoholic. So we, we're putting an alcoholic caterer in charge of- For 13 of, years. This is for 13, 13 years, years. In charge of this big estate where he has no qualifications to do that. And while he was doing this, he he had physically abused um, you know, one of her children right, right. to the point where there was a restraining order issued by another court against him. And I am just looking at all this, losing my mind as a lawyer- because where is the common sense? Why doesn't a judge wake up and saying, wait a minute now, there was just a restraining order issued against this person. Why are we putting this person in control of somebody else's life, of Britney's life? Because th- we, are, we are taking away somebody's liberty, investing it in another human. And that can lead to abuse I mean- because this is all done behind closed doors. So we can only do that when it's absolutely necessary, which it wasn't. And then the person that we put in charge has to be absolutely trustworthy because otherwise the people that we put into control 
to protect can actually be an abuser. So in your opinion, in your opinion, how did this happen? Like, how did this, if this happens to Britney Spears, you've got to imagine this happening. I mean, she's the most, this powerful, you know, how did this happen? I mean. So it happened through, through a series of failures. I mean, one is, is that, that I think she was triggered and prompted okay. to be in that terrible state by the paparazzi, by K-Feds fighting with her over custody, yeah. by probably her dad and yeah. others. So she was found herself in a very bad spot, which gave them an opportunity to say, it, look yeah. at the behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was the, that was the first hook. Then he had hired a, you know, a powerful law firm and, and it shouldn't matter, but it does. If you go into court you know, by yourself, unrepresented, you're not sure. going to be taken that seriously a lot of times. Right, right. If you go in with a run-of-the-mill lawyer, maybe taken a little bit more seriously. If you go in with a powerful big firm, with you. <laughs> you're going to be taken yeah. more seriously. Sure, sure. And so here he comes in, oh, I'm the dad. Look at, you know, and I've got this big law firm behind me. Of course, they would never say anything wrong and they know the law better than you judge. So and and then it just sort of people go along with it and saying like oh okay but i have a and question and so it's a series of failures really of of the court not understanding what its legal obligations were not using common sense not overseeing this properly not listening to britney and respecting her rights as a person oh. And so it's this whole series of failures where now you see 13 years later, oh, my God, how did this happen? Well, it's one mistake compounding another mistake. Right. And isn't it true? Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't her, the, the legal fees and everything was coming out of her money? Which well, was, that's it. So let's and, jump. And so there's there's a huge financial incentive that um, Jamie Spears and his counsel had to perpetuate this because Jamie was receiving massive amounts of compensation to serve in the role of conservator, including a fee based on her touring income, which is completely inappropriate because you figure if we go back to my original example, say your, your parents are elderly or your father's sure. elderly and has dementia and you know, and, and he's just burning money, giving it away. Can't, can't do any running out of the house, you know, right. in traffic. Okay. So all of these nightmare scenarios and you need to take control. And now you're going to be a conservator to, out of love to protect this person. Would you want compensation for that? Maybe not. I don't think so. Maybe <laughs> if you, if, if it was such a big job where all of a sudden you had to quit sure, your that's job. Different. Yes, okay. So let's take it to that level. Okay. This is such a big job, 24 seven care you have to leave your job and now you got to pay your bills. I'm sure if your dad was uh, competent to understand would say, yeah, I want my daughter. I want my son to be paid. I see. They were making $60,000 a year before take 60 grand a year. And, 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 and I would have no problem with that. Sure. But if you're making 60 grand and then you go to a million, I do have a problem with that yes. because now you're just taking advantage. You're profiteering. Right. And, and so this is exactly what happened with Jamie Spears. There's no way as an, as an alcoholic caterer that he was making, you know, what millions of dollars, millions. no way. No way. And, and so he's profited. His attorneys have profited. The other people has been involved or court appointed attorney was getting $10,000 a week oh. 
to represent her and he and did not do a good job at it, by the way. So everyone had an incentive. And then here's this court doing its annual, you know, review of things without all the information that it needed and and not asking critical questions, not using common sense, not saying, why do we need so much protection? Maybe we can start scaling this back. Maybe let's hear from her directly. Let's I want to know more information about this. It's, it's a complete failure. And like you say, if it can happen to Brittany, it can happen to anyone. Absolutely. And I'm not here to say that all conservatorships are bad because they're not. There are some that's good. And I'm not here to say that the law is wrong. The right. law is we have perfectly, beautifully written laws on our books. They just need to be followed. Okay. And we need we need the court not to trust everyone and just saying like, oh, you're saying this. Oh, you're from a big firm. Oh, sure. Fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we courts need to use common sense, need to be have be have critical thinking skills and actually utilize them. I mean, where was where was her mom? Where I mean, 13, this took 13 years to finally take shape where she could get some help with like, I mean, this is Britney Spears we're talking about. This is I mean, 13 years. Chris, I can't even understand. Like, it, I can't wrap my head around it. And now jump forward. Where are we? Where he's going to step down. But there are all these conditions. Right which also is unbelievable to me. Yeah. So the the watershed moment was June 23 when she spoke in court. Yes. And then everyone heard because even myself, I'd been following the story, I've been commenting on it, but it was like, hey, you know, she hadn't asked to end the conservatorship. And I figured she had a court appointed attorney. Right. Why wouldn't she just, if she wanted to end it, she would just go in and end sure. it. And the fact sure, sure. that she didn't end it would mean something. And because I just didn't know, I didn't understand the story. And when June 23 comes around, it's like, oh, now I'm hearing directly from her how she feels. I'm, she sounds really rational to me. She did, I thought. There's no way that she needs this level of protection. And then she finally, on July 14th, gets her own counsel, uh, Matthew Rosengard yes. from a big firm. Yes. Now, finally, she has somebody fighting for her and finally challenging Jamie Spears, your father, directly, calling him out, not going along with the with this program that had been in place. And then it was only at that point that we ever saw any real action and any real advocacy done on her behalf. So now fast forward to today, um, it's a completely different picture. Her wow. dad previously was um, standing in the way, was trying to perpetuate this thing, was had, was resisting any calls for him to step down. Now he's saying, hey, I will step down. I will even support the end of this conservatorship. I just want my compensation to be paid. I want my attorneys to be paid. Um, and probably, and we haven't seen this articulate yet, but probably a release of all claims. And, and, Britney's attorney is saying no to all. Yeah. There's not going to be any of those deals. You need to leave. This needs to end. It's and enough. we're not going to make deals. And and it, I understand. And I try to always look at both sides okay. of the story. Okay. So if, you know, hey, if Jamie Spears was the conservator and the law says he's entitled to reasonable compensation, we can have a hearing about that. Okay. But for him to condition his daughter's freedom, which he now says in a court paper, I don't see any need for this conservatorship. He's, but he's conditioning, he's conditioning her get out of jail to I get paid. That in so itself crazy. is a breach of fiduciary duty. That in itself shows where his priorities are. He's saying, yeah, sure, daughter, you don't need this protection. 
And you can be free from all this as long as I get paid, as long as my attorneys get paid. And he knows that that's being objected to, um, even with the prior lawyer, the court-appointed lawyer. And he did do a couple good things. And one of them was to object to the fees. And rightly so, because there's about $1.3 million in attorney's fees and this goes back a while. So the, the bill is probably $2 million now, but there was a request for $1.3 million in attorney's fees, $540,000 of which were tacked onto the bill, disguised as legal fees, but were actually incurred by a crisis manager employed by the law firm for Jamie Spears to improve his image. And so wanting to use her money to use public relations right. time to make Jamie Spears look bad. Well, hey, if Jamie wants to look better, he can use his own money to do that. Yeah. Why did Jamie Spears look bad and need rehab in the in the public image? Well, because of these allegations that yeah. are being made against him by Free Britney and now his daughter directly. And what's more shocking about it is, and, and, and hopefully um, we'll see journalists come out against this um, forward, but what it's my information that he was using um, the the crisis manager to plant negative stories in the press about his daughter, which would involve releasing not only false but confidential information about her mental health or care um, to the media. So the media would think that this is a protective and necessary conservatorship. That does not surprise and me then, at all. Not it's horrible to have done that. Yeah. If again, if that, that that's an allegation, and sure. that that's going to have to be proven true or false. But that's an allegation, and if that's true, it's a horrible thing for for a father to do against a daughter. It's a breach of fiduciary duty for a for a conservator to do against a conservatee, and then on top of that, to disguise that work as legal fees and present it to the court as fraud. So he could be. She could actually. Could she do something against him? Could she file it? Could she sue? I mean, what can she do? What can she do? I mean, so I have two questions. Going- that, that what can she do? And then also, why do you think she waited so long? Because we, you know, why why thirteen? Why didn't she come forward sooner? I think that's what a lot of people are asking. Where where was she? Anyone who's been through a divorce knows co-parenting is not all rainbows and sunshine, especially when alcohol abuse is involved. Pair these challenges with a pandemic, and you have a perfect storm. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. Soberlink's real-time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party. Judges rest assured that the child is safe. Attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety. And both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. Do divorce right and trust the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology to keep your kids safe, happy, and well-adjusted. To download the guide, Five Non-Negotiables for Embracing a New Normal that I developed with Soberlink, visit www.soberlink.com backslash DRR. Yeah, it, it that was what I was asking myself all these, you know, this time. And um, the reason is, is that she had a very weak court appointed attorney okay, okay. who never really advocated properly on her behalf. And um, she said in court on June 23, saying, like, I want to end this. And I really didn't realize that I had the right to end that. And we ha- and, and some people might say, oh, that's ridiculous. Well, think about this. It's that. um 
you know, she she's an entertainer. She's not a lawyer. I'm she's the, not I a judge. Yeah, I mean, like, me. how would she how would she know all I these laws know, right? and procedures other than um, if they were told to her by her lawyer? I agree. And also that, you know, she had been medicated, um, you know, given lithium, um, you know, so that's going to have an effect. Yeah. And also been coerced by the conservatorship and her dad. By ba- and she said, like, if, if she didn't go along with this, that she would be threatened to say, well, I'm going to put you in a mental health facility. You're not going to see your kids. I'm going to take this away from you. And, you know, she was on a on a on a an allowance of like two thousand dollars a week or something like that of spending money. Well, her own lawyer got ten thousand dollars a week. Her dad got all this money. So. What her dad's trying to say and a dad's lawyer saying, well, no, but, you know, she had the right. She had the keys to the jail cell. She could have left at any time. She could have walked out of the mental health facility that they put her in. Well, what that might be true on paper, but what did she understand? Right. right. And and so obviously she didn't understand that and she was being controlled and manipulated. And now, you know, is speaking out so people can understand like, oh, my God, this is really has happened. And so she she said she she is going to go after her Good. her dad Good and girl. others. And so there definitely is going to be legal liability. There's a forty eight million dollar bond on the dad, which is a good thing that the court did. Good. So there's a source of recovery that, that they she can go after the bond. It's basically like an insurance policy on Jamie Spears as good. a conservator. I'm sure she's going to sue everybody that she can. I know there's been talk about criminal charges. I don't know that that any criminal charges would be brought or could be proven. But the main thing is um, to hold people accountable. She can never get her 13 years back. Never. Uh, she may be able to get back some of the money that maybe was improperly spent. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the thing is, is that this is making a change in other cases. That's and this good. is going to be part of her legacy. So it's not just her music and performance. It's the effect that hopefully it will have on on our legal system so that other people who who are being abused by a parent um, don't get away with it. I hope not. Yeah. And I mean, I think about her kids, too. Like it not only affected her 13 years, but what about her? her, You know, her kids are it's just the whole thing. Like, I don't I just it's awful. It makes me I get so it's very sad. It makes me very sad. So you were telling me before the show something interesting that it's coming to fruition too, that you want to share about the tapes and everything? Yeah. So, so what, what happened is I filed a request on behalf of USA Today for access to uh, not only this proceeding that's coming up on September 29th to be able to listen in on what's going on in her case, which is a public proceeding, but also all proceedings, all public proceedings in the LA courthouse. So we back up a little bit. I mentioned on June 23 that Britney Spears spoke in court. And at that moment, the court had an audio access program that was available for the public. So any member of the public can go register at this link and get a basically like a phone line that they could listen in on on non-confidential court proceedings like Britney's. And so that's what they were listening to. And when she spoke, there is a rule against recording and broadcasting that the court has. So it says you can listen, but you can't record, you can't broadcast. Well, somebody recorded and broadcast. And the court got upset about that and said, well, we're going to now cancel the entire program for all cases. And if you want to observe our our court proceedings, you need to come in in person. Now, we in the United States have a constitutional right uh, to access our courts as part of the First Amendment right of free speech. And the reason why that's there is that we have a right to comment on 
public proceedings. We have a right to know what our government is doing and to criticize it. And the only way that we can exercise that right is by having access to government proceedings like a court hearing. <laughs> so the court does have to allow the public and media to attend in person. And that's traditionally what's been going on. But now that we have the pandemic and restrictions on, on access to courts, and health concerns about coming to court. And when we have intense media interest and public interest, a story like this, there's no way people across the world can go fit into this tiny little courtroom and watch right. in person. So the, uh, the audio program was there as a way of the court fulfilling its constitutional duty to provide access to the public and the media, and they took it away. But they didn't take it away for everyone. Parties, attorneys, witnesses, others that it invites, can attend by video and audio um, to the court proceedings, but they're just saying the public and the media, if you want to come, go find a seat and risk your, your health, your health right. during a pandemic. So I'm saying that's a violation of equal protection. So I have filed that uh, in Britney Spears's case, not only to unlock access remotely for that hearing, but for all hearings in LA County. Um, if the court denies it, I will take it to um, higher courts Look at you. Um, awesome. because this is important. And it what is. we've seen in, in the work that I've done um, in as a legal commentator, I, I you know, we have to access court records and we want to know if there's a proceeding. I want to listen to it or see it myself because that gives me a lot more information than trying to get court records and just reading the paper later on. So we can accurately report on that to people who are interested. And the courts have made it difficult. They placed a lot of burdens and impediments on us to do that work. And it's not just the media, it's the public. So th this is an uh, unexpected outgrowth because, you know, I'm a divorce lawyer, you know, uh, unexpected outgrowth. <laughs> I don't know. Of, I don't know. This. this is kind of this is something new for you, I think. And you're, yeah. you're, you know, this is this is big. This is huge. I mean, this is really cool. It's very yeah. And also your um, YouTube channel. So talk about that a little bit. So will we yeah, be able so, to get all this on your YouTube channel? Do you think if the if we can get the you'll talk about it there well, too? So yeah, so I'm I'm I've, I've started this channel, cool. and if you go to YouTube and you just type in CCM ESQ or search for Christopher Melcher, you will find my channel, and it's it's new. Um, and I've, I've experimented around with YouTube for a while, and I was mostly doing it for education to other lawyers because that's how. Um, basically, I've, I've developed my reputation and learned a lot about family law is by doing continuing education to other family lawyers about family law. And so I'd made some videos about that. But, you know, it's kind of boring. And, um, and I was looking for a thing to do. And, and so when I started making videos about Brittany's case and some other ones, I was really surprised and impressed that, that there are some people who really want to know the the inner workings of the court the what does the law provide what is the procedure what's going on tactically right now because they're they're super interested in this they're they're supporting her they want the best for her and but they just want to understand it on a deeper level and i just didn't know that there was i just figured like nobody cares about the law other than lawyers and judges um but i i'm glad to have tapped into that audience that people want to know this stuff so i'm trying to deliver that information in a calm um, balanced way. Uh, so I'm not telling them, oh, this is what's happening. I'm right. telling them this is the background so they can decide what's happening. Right. And it's also, it's very, um, it's not it's like you're not condescending. You're not, it's very, you know, it's people, you know, you're not, you don't dumb it down. Right. But it makes it, we understand you. 
That's that's yeah. people like me who are more like Brittany who don't understand. <laughs> like I I could understand where you're coming from when you said that Brittany just didn't know the law. That would be me. You know, I'm I'm in entertainment and this is what I do and I need my attorney. I would trust my attorney to say this is what the next thing we need to do. Like that's your job, right? So I can totally understand where you're coming from when she said, you know, when that she just didn't know. Well, and this is a failure of professions. It's it's not only law, it's also medicine. Yeah. And, you know, we we go to these professionals on on big issues and, you know, we kind of want to be deferential and the professional's busy and a, and a lot of times they're paternalistic and they're just saying like, "Hey, I know what I'm doing. Here's what you need to do." Right. And and to me, that is so wrong-headed. And because I don't know what to do any better than you do or anybody else does. I don't have predictive powers. Right. And, and all I know is I've memorized some rules. I understand, you know, how <laughs> you the process know. works in court. <laughs> right. Yeah. Memorize a couple rules. Okay. A couple. But when it comes down to it, my common sense, my logic, mm-hmm. my thinking is no better than anybody else's. And the, the difference is, is that I know the rules and the other person doesn't. Right. So what I'm trying to do is just say, hey, let me tell you what the rules are in a way that you can understand them. Yep. And then we can have a conversation or then you can decide, you can make your own informed decision about what's happening. Is this right or wrong yourself? Based you just on need what you to give know me. the rule. Right. Absolutely. And, and that's where a lot of people or professionals are missing it is they're not giving, the, they're not explaining the technical part and then allowing their patient, their client, whoever they're talking to, to actually then use their own judgment to decide whether this is good or bad, right or wrong, whatever. Uh, so I, I, that, that, that's where I'm coming from yeah, I think it's great. when I'm making videos or doing commentary. You're excellent. And I, and you've been on a lot. I mean, people have, I mean, you've been on CBS, ABC, I'm going to toot your own horn here, but while you're here, I'll think I'll look, you've, you've been everywhere, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's really, been amazing yeah, good for and you. it's, it didn't, you know, it started off pretty slow, you know, I mean, it was just like, Hey, you know, I'll get in, get into a local newspaper, whatever uh-huh. it, you know, I could get. Yeah. And then, um, it's kind of taken off from there and, um, I really like it and, and, and it's definitely, a different skill set than being a lawyer. Yeah. And I'm, I'm almost like more like an interpreter. So it's, it's like, you know, it's just how do I convey this information in a way that's understandable? It also has to be done quickly, you know, right. especially if it's a TV news thing, you but know, we don't good. have the, It's good. It is you know, quick. It's quick. It's smart. It's fast. And it gets to the point. I love it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a completely different way of communicating. I like it. Uh, like I said, I don't get paid to do any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I just like it more than, than handling these awful divorce cases. I'm oh, sorry. I hope how, my clients yeah, are listening uh, to this. Cause I, like, I don't oh, think I your clients are listening to my podcast. Trust me. Your clients are not listening. I, trust me on that one. They're not, not that big, but that's how I feel about podcasting. I don't get paid to do it. Right. But I love it. It, it brings me joy. And it's, you know, it's like Marie Kondo says, if it brings you joy. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely really cool. I think you're awesome. And um, I'm just so glad you were able to come back and re-record because I was like, there's so much new stuff we need to talk about. Um, but I really am, if we could just, just answer one more question for me. I am really, as a mom, like, and I know Brittany's around this, probably the same age, but where, where was her mom during all this? Like I, my two boys, I couldn't, I don't know, like what, what, where, where, yeah, so it's a, it's a complicated story. Um, and so from what I understand, little bits and pieces of it, you know, um, I mean, her mom is now coming out in support of Brittany. Okay, good. But there is a lot of criticism about, like you're saying, where were you all this time? 
And so the the last declaration by Lynn Spears is saying, well, you know, Jamie's the evil guy and I was under his spell or influence or I was afraid to go against him and, and basically saying like, hey, I wanted to advocate for my daughter, but I really didn't know any better and I was victimized too, is the kind of sense that I get that okay. she was coming from. And also, though, that Jamie Spears kind of threw Lynn under the, the bus in a filing he did um, last month where he said, hey, Lynn's been feeding at the trough, too. Lynn lives in this what he called a mansion in Louisiana mm. that uh, Brittany's money has been used to support it at a tune about 100000 a year and or $10,000 a month or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And that included maid service and all this stuff. So he's, yeah. he's trying to make her look bad by saying like, hey, she benefited from this too. It was a completely idiotic statement for Jamie to make because he's the guy who was writing the checks. Yes, exactly. So he had why to write it. Use, to say that. Yeah, yes. why would he use Britney's oh. money to support somebody other than Britney? And um, and then in that same sentence, again, just just his attorneys aren't aren't really. I'm not impressed no. um, because in that same paragraph, he's saying, you know, and Britney doesn't even get along with her mom. Well, if that's true that Britney doesn't get along with her mom, why would Britney want her money to be used to pay the living expenses, including a maid right. for somebody she doesn't get along with? Right. So they can't even get their story straight. That's the problem. This seems like, you know, I mean, not, not the, the most functional family in the world. Yeah. And, you know, Hey, if, if a conservatorship were needed over somebody, it's usually a family member stepping in because there's not millions of dollars to go hire professionals. Right. But here, there's millions of dollars to hire professionals. Right. Why do you, why court do you appoint an alcoholic caterer to take care of somebody when that, when Brittany has plenty of money, could hire right. the most trustworthy, qualified person in the world, but instead you appointed her dad who she didn't have a good relationship with, who was unqualified. Do you think we'll unqualified. ever hear something weird? Do you think we'll ever know something? Do you think there was something not right? Like, I mean, really, like there was, or do you just think it just happened? Like, Well, so if I you wonder. look on, on Twitter, um, they will say that the court's corrupt. Okay. Most people will say the court's corrupt. I don't buy that because to me, the, the definition of corruption is performing a public act for money, meaning a payoff. There's no evidence that that happened. Now, may maybe people have different definitions of corruption, and that's what they mean yeah, when they yeah, say yeah. that. And that's up for them to use whatever words and sure. language and opinions that they want. I don't use it because my definition of corruption is performing a judicial act for cash. That There's no evidence that that happened. And I don't believe that that would happen. What I believe it is incompetence. Okay. And so, and, and it's not a, not a very popular thing for me to say about judges who, you know, I may appear before in Los Angeles Superior Court, but I do say it because a judge needs to know the law and needs to follow the law. And if we don't have those two things in a judge, we are in serious, serious trouble. And so there were failures. It wasn't you know, to me, because somebody was paid off, it okay. was because somebody wasn't doing their job. I agree. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just so, this whole thing, I just can't even. So it, just jump ahead. September 29th, this is going to air before that. So we won't know, but do you think that it's going to go, it's going to all go okay? What do you, how do you think? What do you think? 
Well, in there's a, a lot for the court to do on September 29th. Okay. And, and Jamie's definitely mixed it up now with his statement that, you know, he's okay ending the whole conservatorship. And because previously we were thinking that um, the hearing was only going to be about whether Jamie would be removed and somebody temporarily would be um, put in his place. Okay. And then the conservatorship would be ended as kind of a step two to this process. Now he's saying like, hey, let's just go and end the whole thing. So it's confusing. There's a lot to do. The court only has allocated a few hours to this oh. hearing on September 29th because it's set it at 1.30. So there's really a limitation on, on how much time the court can spend on it and what it can accomplish. Um, so I'm not expecting, uh, you know, that this is going to be over with by any means on September 29th. Um, but so, we need to be patient. Uh, yeah. It's going on for 13 years, so it's not oh. going to just end immediately. I just wish but, the best. Uh, she, she definitely still needs the support of the public. And I give credit to the Free Britney movement. If it wasn't for those fans that were protecting her, speaking out on her behalf, we wouldn't be talking about the story right now. So she'll continue to receive that intense support. Eventually, this will be lifted. Um, I am going to be doing a live stream on that date. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to YouTube, there's a, a channel called Popcorn to Planet. Can we get Popcorn that? Popcorn to Pop Planet. Make sure I get that. Have have your people send it to me so I can put it in the link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so everyone can find uh, it. It's, Andy's got a great, great... Um, channel called Popcorn Planet. Popcorn and Planet. Um, he's he's going to be uh, live streaming oh, that. So I'm cool. going to be remote uh, there on the courthouse steps, um, you, you know, are? giving commentary before, during and after and interviewing Free Britney fans. Um, and so it'll be a good show to watch. And then I'll be doing media interviews. Uh, what day of the week is that? September 29th. That's the, is that the, is it from, because you're going to be that week. So you'll all, this will all be all together, the podcast and everything together. So it'll be great. September 29th, okay. uh, 1.30 p.m. Awesome. Uh, Pacific is when um, when the okay. hearing starts. But we're going to start streaming probably around noon Pacific oh, yeah. on September 29th. Great. Well, I just, I mean, you know what? I hope she, I hope everything's okay. I love Brittany. And I was part of that free Brittany movement. I was. I wanted to get a t-shirt for today. I just, I love her. I just hope she's okay. And I hope it goes smoothly for her and it, it, she gets out of this because she deserves it. And her kids deserve their mom and um, yeah. to be healthy and all those good things and doing relationships right, people over there. So um, thank you for being here, Chris. I appreciate you. Well, thanks, Jennifer. And um, just do good things and keep doing big things and, you know, all that good stuff. I appreciate all of this. It was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, listeners, or listener, whoever's listening, um, you can find Chris. Where do we find you the, the easiest? Oh, wait, your YouTube channel. It's hashtag what? The Law? Um, yeah, that's what the title is. It's yeah. easier if you just go into the YouTube search bar and, and, and type in CCMESQ or okay. Christopher Melcher, M-E-L-C-H-E-R. Or you can just Google Christopher Melcher. And yeah, you come right come up. come up with all my stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, guys. And everything will be in the show notes. And um, you know where to find me. It's JenniferHervitz.com. It's easy as that. And I'm everywhere. So, you know. Um, and everybody have a great day. And get out there and support Britney Spears and Free Britney Movement and all that good stuff. So peace, love, and so much truth, y'all. Have a great day. Hey, hey, thanks for listening to Doing Relationships Right. Don't forget, if you love the show, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast episodes. And grab my books, One Happy Divorce and Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda on Amazon, Target.com, or my website, JenniferHerbitz.com. As usual, thanks for listening and see you next week. Peace, love, and truth.